0: Welcome to the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. I'm going to be chatting to some of the most inspiring and amazing women in business about all things life, business, money, and mindset. We're going to be sharing our secrets to inspire you on your journey to success. Let's get started. To the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. And today I have joining me Holly from Mayday VA. She is the queen of organization in business. So thank you for joining me, Holly.
1: Oh, Zoe, thank you so much. I feel so honored to be here today. Thank you for having me. No, and
0: I know that you're just recovering from a virus. So I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day, even though you're not feeling 100% to, to come and chat with me
1: no thank you for rescheduling and being able to do that so i really appreciate it
0: that's why we own our own businesses isn't it so we can do that give ourselves a bit of flexibility exactly yeah so tell us about yourself and where you're based and all about mayday va
1: sure so hi everybody i am holly Barak from mayday va i am a business owner obviously i am a mum, a wife and I am based in Melbourne in Victoria. I am originally from Geelong and moved to Melbourne uh just over ten years ago now. Um and I started Mayday VA uh let's see December 2018 um to be able to help women move forward in their business. Uh started as um started with typical VA services so things um that I was already good at that I had learned and nailed in the corporate world, because obviously, you know, I didn't always work for myself. Um, but so I was doing things like inbox management, calendar management, um, copywriting, because I, um, I have very strong writing and English skills, although you wouldn't know it if listening to me speak right now. (laughs) Um, And, um, and event planning as well, because I have obviously strong organizational skills. So they were the main things that I was doing when I started my business back in December, 2018. Uh, but now I don't do that so much. Uh, I do still have monthly clients that I work with because I absolutely love them dearly and I love the work that I do for them. Uh, it's actually one of the roles that I do with uh, one of my clients is a lot of community management and a lot of content publishing. Uh, not so much of my own writing, but it's um, sort of like a typical VA work of getting all of their blog posts lines up and those kinds of things. And the other one is I do a lot of file preparation. Um, so it, it's, it's actually specified, um, not specified it is specific file preparation um, pertinent to their clients. So they're both service-based businesses that I have um, as my monthly clients, but then I am also moving into productivity coaching where I have moved into productivity coaching, but I know that we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to go into that too much right now. Um, But yeah, that's a little bit about, um, about me. Um, and about my business
0: lovely but how how did you become Mayday VA how did it all start what journey took you down that path
1: okay so to be honest Mayday VA was not my end goal not my end goal at all so I um I'll I'll dial it all the way back to when I finished high school because it it is actually like it's it's even though it's a non-linear path it's kind of important that I do go back here so when I finished high school um I didn't get um I didn't get marks that were good enough to enter university um and so I finished you I finished high school in 2002 um and I went and worked um I got a traineeship a business administration sorry a business administration traineeship at an accounting firm um in Geelong so I was the girl Friday there, um, the male girl, the file girl, the cleanup, the kitchen girl, like just really basic junior things. Um, and I was in that role for, I finished the traineeship, so that was 12 months. And then I think it was probably about another, so that I'm just trying to do the maths. I was still in that Role, I think, when I started to build my house just before I turned twenty-one, um, and then from that role, I moved into um, the IT director's personal assistant and the team assistant for the bookkeeping team. So, um, I developed a lot of skills there. Like I'd always been organised at high school. Like I was, I was the nerd. I was a class nerd at school. Um, <laughs> so you know, was I. Don't <laughs> worry. All the good, all the good people were right. Yeah.
0: That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> Sorry to all of the, the people. who No, I'm only kidding. And, um, you know, everybody's fabulous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and then um, as the IT directors PA, um, I was actually involved in um, a lot of website um, maintenance. And that's actually something that I forgot to mention as well, um, is that I do a lot of website customization and maintenance in Mayday VA. Um, and I learned it was then in my PA role that I learned, um, how to do basic code. Um, so basic HTML, um, yeah. So back then, and that's so
0: interesting to know.
1: It was, look, it's, it comes in very handy. Um, and like everything that I know, I'm completely self-taught. Um, because in the PA role, um, I was responsible for basically the, what's now called UX. So user experience um, and the visuals and those sorts of things. And then the IT assistant, we shared um, a petitioned wall between us and like, um, we used to play ping pong and stuff over our petition. Cause it was, it was actually only a half one. It wasn't a full one, yeah, um, but I digress. Breaking up the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. So, and he would help me um, because he, he knew how to code. Um, so he would help me with, um, with those kinds of things. And that's how it all, that's where my love of it all began basically. Um, so from there I did, um, I was also at, when I was at the accounting firm, I was, uh, responsible for training, um, other administrative staff. And in fact, some of the accountants, in the Microsoft Office suite of programs. So I would, um, so we had receptionists and we had, um, I think there were one, two, three, there were three different um, tax teams. We had a fin plan team and we had audit as well. um, Plus the bookkeeping team, which I was the PA for. And so Um, And then the admin team. So there was like the business admin team as well. So there were five or six different teams and um, the PAs, I was responsible for teaching them um, new skills in the Microsoft Office suite Um, as well as teaching. There were four offices, I think, but only three that I would teach um, here in Victoria, three out of the four. One was um, one was in Melbourne, one was in Ocean Grove, and the other one was in Geelong, and I had to teach them as I said, the Microsoft Office suited programs, but I was also responsible for teaching them how to use the photocopiers. And I know that sounds so stupid. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's not. No, coming from a <laughs> corporate environment, I know people need lessons in that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they really did. When we when we upgraded our machines, um, I was responsible for teaching people how to use the photocopiers. So um, my love of technology sort of started there as yeah. well. And then I ended up being headhunted by the photo company, and I applied. They they encouraged me to apply for a job, and I got the job, and it was all going great. And then it didn't go great, and it was, um, and I don't hide this from anybody. Um, I was fired, but I all, and they said, you know, you can stay for two weeks. And I just said, look, no, it's actually better if we just make a clean break right now. And I yeah. left at the end of that day. Um, and and that was that. And then I went back into retail. Um, I went and worked for Woolies where I was an assistant manager at a deli, um, in the deli. I didn't start off obviously as the assistant manager, but I was promoted within six months um, because of my organisational skills and leadership skills. Like at school I'd had leadership roles, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, that's what happened. Um, I got married, I got divorced, I moved to Melbourne, I got roles, um, I, I got a role at an at an IT and accounting company. So it was an it's an SME. Um True. Yeah. And so they specialized in uh in accounting, but it was more like it was more business accounting as in um they would send consultants to um, to other SMEs to do their accounting and whatnot. Um, and then unfortunately I injured, I, I incurred an injury, um, from my days at Woolies, um, which rendered me basically immobile for a good six weeks. And I also could no longer work full time. I could only work part time as a result of this. So I lost the job at the um, at the SME, and then I went and worked for an IT company in sales, um, but it was cold calling. So it was this. So to put this into perspective, I was cold calling people to sell them cloud computing because cloud computing had only just come on the market. So, you know, whereas now everything's done in the cloud and I had, so I had to, you know, send mail outs and then follow up a week later. Um, so this was back in 2010. Wow! Um, so it's only 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, and And it it all started with Microsoft, of course. Yeah. Um, And I was damn good at my job. I was damn good at my job. I managed to, like, to only, I was only there for a short time because I actually ended up being discriminated against and I walked Mm. because I don't stand for discrimination.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: And I, but in that time, I think it doesn't sound like much, but I actually had set up think it was somewhere between three and six uh interviews um for the managing director to go and speak with companies about getting them onto cloud computing and getting you know all of their servers hooked up and and whatnot um and that was a really really good conversion rate for cold calling mm. and and cold cold mail outs basically um you know, some of these companies, I don't know if they ended up signing up because obviously I left, but some of these companies, you know, had, you know, sort of weekly revenue of, you know, a million to plus, you know, like they were big deals. It was yeah,
0: Yeah. So So one one lead was worth a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, and, and I was good at my job. I really was. Um, Also (laughs) something that I have also just left out, um, as well is that I used to sell Tupperware um, when I was first out of high school working at the um, accounting firm as well. And, I mean, there's a saying, you can sell ice to Eskimos. Um, I can, I, I don't want to, but I could, I could sell ice to Eskimos. Wow, well, my
0: husband's like that. Like, but that's why people like you and um, obviously why you're so good at what you do because you're so personal, personable and relatable that people sort of, they trust you.
1: Yeah, Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, but you know, and and it comes down to um I only sell things that I believe in and I only promote things that I believe in. Yeah. Um anyway, so getting back to how I like this is I promise everybody that this <laughs> is actually leading to how I've come to do made Day May BA. May Um and then so uh being discriminated against, um I obviously I walked straight away. Um, And I was in my first semester of university, so I was not quite 27 years old, um, didn't have a job and was studying full-time. So I was just like... Quite a combination. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great combination, plus had um, had the back injury. And it was my final semester of my first year, and I should have been studying for my exams, but instead... I decided to start a business as you do, as you do. Right. Because you know, nothing says procrastination more than Absolutely, starting yeah. a business. Yeah. Um, and that business is called little goldfish invitations and Stationery. Um, I started it because I couldn't get a job. Nobody wanted to hire a 27 year old with a back problem and who was a full time uni student. Didn't matter that, you know, I had, um, so I had a, certificate two, I think it was, or a certificate three in business administration and a certificate two in retail management, which meant that I was actually a qualified assistant store manager.
0: Yeah. And you had all those years of
1: experience behind you. Exactly. Exactly. And nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to hire me. I don't know if it was because I was too expensive or what it was, but you know, they just didn't want to hire me. So I thought, right, I'm going to start my own business because I need to bring in money. Yeah. Yeah. And in hindsight, it was the wrong reason to start a business.
0: They do say that if you, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Money is not a good motivator to start a business. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No. Um, But, you know, it's, it's led me to where I am today. Um, So completed my degree in urban and regional planning in 2015. Uh, I was actually not quite 12 weeks pregnant um, when I graduated, so we, we actually got married in August of 2015 and I'd already finished my degree by then. I was working, um, as a brand ambassador in a paid role for a car share company. Um, and again, it was something that I really believed in and it was evident because my results were, you know, fabulous. Um, but yeah, so it was pregnant. We got married in August, pregnant in October, graduated December in 2015. Um, and because I was, because I had all of this time I was building little goldfish again and I was building, building, building. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm not happy with how it's going. So I'm going to swing into this direction. And like, there was a lot of, um, a lot of, um, sort of fish tailing would, um, would you have it? Um, I sort of, you know, I was doing paper crafting and then I moved into digital and everything stayed digital. But then I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should offer prints and just focus on kids stuff. But then, oh, no, maybe I need to do um, prints for the home office and for home as well. Like I was just really trying to appeal to everybody to try and bring in the money. Much as you could, yep. Yep. And then I joined the – so our daughter arrived in July 2016 um and then i was really really giving it a red hot go um when she was a baby we moved in with my mother-in-law um for a few different reasons and then in july 2018 i was diagnosed with melanoma was hospitalized while it was removed etc cetera, etc cetera. um and it kind of put a bit of a spanner in the works because i was in the middle of relaunching and i'd finally found um in the April of 2018, I'd finally realized that what I really wanted to do was to create vintage inspired um, wedding invitations and stationery with an eco f- um, friendly focus. Yeah. So, my background in urban and regional planning really unlocked um, my passion for the environment and sustainability. So, I was like, right, I can combine like I can combine my love of sustainability in the environment and my love of being creative and weddings and make, and, and, and build my business. And like, and I was so happy. And then of course I started questioning everything when I was in um, hospital and because I was supposed to launch in October and I'm like, I'm not going to have the energy to do that while I'm still recovering. Cause it was only sort of eight weeks after my surgery. And then I kind of put everything on hold as we do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In November, 2018, I joined Tracy Harris's social method society because I knew that Instagram marketing was going to be um, instrumental in building my business. And so I joined social method society to learn everything there. But whilst I, in the lead up to joining social method society, I had, and probably, probably for about 12 months before that, I'd actually been helping other women in business, um, with things like, um, basic graphic design. And when I say graphic design, I mean sort of more like, um, marketing collateral and things like that. So putting together brochures and things, helping them with copywriting, helping them with the tech behind their email setups for things like MailChimp and whatnot, um, and also helping them with their websites. So Joined Social Method Society for Little Goldfish in November 2018. And exactly one month after starting Social Method Society with Little Goldfish, I started Mayday VA because I realized just how lit up I was helping other women in business. And I'm just like, this is what I'm meant to be doing, this is where I'm meant to be. So, you know, all of that backstory has brought me to where I am today. Um, so nearly actually I've got in a week's time, um, May Day VA will be 18 months old.
0: Um, wow. so its
1: still a baby itself. It's still yeah. a startup. It really yeah. is still a startup. Um, but gosh, I tell you what, it's just been the best 18 months. I have learned so much. I have grown so much and obviously I am completely changing my services and what I offer here at Mayday VA. So
0: it was quite a journey for you to end up where you're meant to be, but it's like the universe had that way of just, Took a while, but got you to what you were meant to be doing. Cause you can just hear it in your voice too, when you talk about made ABA and what you're doing and how you're helping people. Yeah. Um, you're obviously very passionate about what you do, which is, um, I think, you know, it doesn't feel like work when, when you jump out of bed in the morning and you're so excited about actually sitting down and, and you're like waiting for everyone to get out of the house. Can you please go so I can start my work?
1: <laughs> yes, very much so. Very, very much And you know you're in the so. right place and you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. Like, couldn't agree more.
0: Now, you touched on that you're changing your offerings at Made AVA, and I would love to know um, the process and how that came about, how you ended up pivoting like you did. And I also believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that you are achieving your goals much, much faster than you had actually planned out. And I'd love to know if you've got any tips on how you to actually make things happen. Because a lot of us, and I know I'm guilty of this, um, you, we sit on our goals and we're like, oh, you know, we give ourselves probably too much time. We need to put pressure, more pressure on ourselves to actually get mm-hmm. stuff done.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, I have actually pivoted into productivity coaching. Uh, and this was in my five-year plan. Now, as I mentioned, Mayday VA is only 18 months old and this pivot began, it would have been probably December of last year, maybe November, when I was like, you know what, I get so many inquiries into my DMs on Instagram about how to become a VA, how to, you know, manage time, how to... You know, get organized, how, you know, just like all the questions, all the questions. And a few times I've actually had people explicitly say, I wish you could be my mentor or business coach. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) So maybe, maybe I just need to, you know, bring things forward a little bit. So, um, When I was actually writing out my long-term goals uh, last year, so at the beginning of 2018, uh, sorry, 2019, um, I had said, okay, our daughter starts primary school in 2022, so I am going to look at pivoting. Sorry. Um, I'm going to look at pivoting into a productivity coach. Um, then because she is going to be at school five days a week, I'm going to have all the time in the world to throw up my business and throw up my clients. And, you know, I can spend the years prior building up that no love and trust factor, but it appears that that had already happened, um, a lot sooner than I had anticipated it happening. And I just thought, you know what? People are wanting this right now. I can do this. I don't need to wait until she's at school. So she was already in daycare two days a week. And when um, the new year started, I said, is there capacity to put her in a third day? They said, yes, there is one spot left. And I'm like, it's just another sign, another sign, another sign, yeah, take it run with it. So she's at daycare Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I used to have Fridays as well where I would, um, either do business administration tasks or I would work on the house, like, you know, do chores around the house, etc. Um, but at the moment she's not, obviously she's not going anywhere on Fridays, um, mm. with her grandmother. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I just made it happen basically. Um, and, and there was something that one of our mentors inside of the Social method Society, Carl, um, he actually said, I'd, I'd originally planned on launching my podcast because I too have a podcast. Um, you know, why are you, why are you doing it, you know, so far down the track? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, because I need to get X, Y, Z into place or, you know, whatever it was. And in the end, I had to actually postpone it due to illness, but um, I, I brought it forward and I was ready to bring it forward. It's just that my podcast engineer got sick and couldn't do the work. So, you know, it's it's all just about um, in terms of how can you make things happen quicker? I think it is just a matter of mindset. hundred um, percent, yeah. And also, but also recognising what, you can bring forward and what does actually need to wait, what actually does need to follow a linear procedure um, and, and, and dot your I's and cross your T's. You know, at the moment I'm working on something um, and I'm seeing a lot of people around me um, launch their membership. So I'm working on a membership myself. And that's, that's also been in my five year plan that I have brought forward. Um, but, I do actually need to dot my I's and cross my T's with this one. This is not something that I want to just forge ahead with. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, that's not the right approach for other people. But for me, I know that this is something that I need to do. Yeah. In, in a very linear fashion. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now I tend to get carried away when I have all these things that I want to do. And I, Just try and do them all at once and then nothing ends up happening because I'm not focusing. So you're right in saying, you know, have a look at what you can, you know, what you're comfortable in bringing forward. But maybe that's going to, you know, be a bit of a stretch for you. Like, obviously, you know, we all want to live outside our comfort zones just a little bit because that's when the real magic happens. Exactly. Um, But also knowing when to pull the pin or draw the line and be like, okay, that one's going to have to wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and the the um what am i trying to say here the feedback already has been incredible um so i'm not actively promoting myself as a productivity coach well no i am actively promoting myself because i've changed my title on instagram to productivity coach that's um, official <laughs> yeah it's official and i've actually got um i think i've got some information on my website too um but i'm just doing it incrementally i'm i'm doing um, i'm doing some uh, alpha coaching some alpha testing basically um, to to see how it works uh, i and and the feedback has been great unfortunately due to the last couple of months um, we haven't been able to have our coaching sessions as planned but I'm still seeing this person's growth and it's incredible and it's just because she's sat down and she's had some um, you know she's looked at where she can be productive. And, you know, we've broken things down and it's just, it's incredible to see the growth that she's experiencing just in the last few months of me having an hour a month with her. Um, yeah. Really and great. that's
0: all the that's all you need, isn't it? to see that in one person to know that you're you're on the right path and you're yeah. in the right the right direction for yourself and and for what you love, which
1: is yeah,
0: what we're all here to do, right? We don't exactly. want to mess around and waste time on things that don't bring us joy.
1: No, definitely not. <laughs>
0: Um, so you mentioned you've got a little girl and a husband, um, how do you, so you've obviously got your daughter in daycare, but how do you manage the juggle of running your own business, family life? How do you keep sane? Do you have a good support network around you, family, things like that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's, um, I've gone a bit silent at the moment because, um, we're, Right now, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic mm. with coronavirus. Um, so my support system is now non-existent.
0: As with a lot of people. As with was, a lot of people. Ours, ours was true.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my um, my parents live in Geelong. So they're an hour and a half away regardless. So I we don't get to have their support um, with our daughter. But we did have the support of my mother-in-law and she would come every Friday and would take um, our little girl who she'll be four in for in the first week of July, which is kind of crazy. Oh um, and she would, so she would have her for half a day. which gives um, you a, Yeah. A good
0: chunk of time.
1: Good gives her a good chunk of time. And then, um, you know, that's kind of gone by the wayside. Um, so in terms of how do I manage everything? The truth is I don't, and I'm, 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 Brutally honest with that because I don't want everybody to think that I get everything done because I'm not a super. I'm not a superhero. I'm not a Superwoman. Um, I do have um, a, a, a system and process in place. I guess through time blocking, where when she's when she is at school, well, daycare, um, we, I, I, you know, like I try and follow a fairly. Um, it's a simple timetable, basically, but I know it's about knowing when I work best. Yes, um, when I'm yep. more, f- when I'm most, f- when I am focused the most is when I do the really important work. So all of my client work, and then when I'm sort of you know getting into the afternoon, that's when I will try and um, book in podcasts because it's an easy thing to sit and yeah. talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, that's when I will do. Um, some of my creative work, you know, it's not when I'll go and do my bookkeeping because I actually, no, I outsource my bookkeeping. (laughs) That's another thing. Like I outsource, I do have things that I outsource to help me stay on top of, of things. Um, But yeah, so pre coronavirus, I had all the support in the world and it was great. Like everything was like a well-oiled machine. Um, And now it's sort of like trying to just, yeah, find the pockets of times um I mean she's been back at daycare for a month now um but um you know during that time it was difficult I had to work at night as did most other people and I'm sure there are still a lot of people um you know outside of coronavirus who that is the only time that they can work
0: yeah no I hear you because it's the same with us you know kids being pulled out of preschool and not being able to go to preschool anymore and can't even rely on the in-laws or the, or the no. grandparents to come up and, and help. And it is so, it's like, everything just gets thrown into chaos. And I guess you've just got to um, remind yourself that it's it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. matter that the house is a mess no. or, exactly. or that you're eating takeaway a little bit more than you would usually because you're like, well, I haven't had time to cook dinner today and the kids are feral and <laughs> Exactly. Like it's all those little things that, and I, I know my standards have certainly slipped. Like I would usually be all over a lot of things, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, well, I just do what I can, and everything else doesn't matter.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's a it's a case of, you know, we need to make sure that we're okay ourselves, um, mentally, emotionally, um, physically, and you know, obviously, um, people who don't know me and who haven't heard me won't know that this is not my normal um voice, but I'm quite congested at the moment because I am on the back of a nasty virus It's not coronavirus thankfully it was just <laughs> just a, a an, an absolutely horrendous um viral infection um, but you know if if I didn't take last week off of work, then I wouldn't be sitting here today having this conversation you know it's it's finding that balance and understanding that you can let things go. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so, I mean, Zoe and I have got visuals at the moment and so I can see my daughter's cup and drink bottle and, you know, like this big mess behind me in our living room because that's where my office is as well. Yeah. Um, and once upon a time, look, I'm not going to lie. This mess is actually, it does give me anxiety um, because that's the kind of person I am clutter and mess cause me anxiety. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you know what, I have to just let it go right now because I can't be all the things. My husband's working from home as well and his job, he works in dementia research. Um, So, you know, his job is, and I'm not saying that no job is not important, but his job is still key because he's working with terminally ill patients and, you know, they still have to go. He actually still does have to go into the office time and again. Um, But, you know, it's just accepting that things things just have to go by the wayside. It's that's not what, 1950s anymore.
0: That's right. It's what a global pandemic does to people.
1: <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
0: Oh, dear. Now, I did mention that you are the queen of organisation and I would love if you could share a few tips on setting up processes and systems in your business because um, I know it's, it's not usually one of the first things that people think about doing, but as you start to grow your business, you do need those systems and processes in place to make sure that you're
1: efficient and doing everything as, as well as you could be. Absolutely. So obviously my number one thing is time blocking. Um, and I can give you a link to a blog post and a freebie for you all as well. Yes. Um, and I
0: think you were the first one to introduce me to time blocking. Cause I am like, I'm not, a time management person at all. I just kind of wing it. And when you first introduced me to time blocking, I was like, my mind is blown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that it works for you. That's fabulous to hear. So, um, so obviously time blocking is one. Um, another thing is, um, what else have I got is to, if you are a visual person, make sure that you have your calendars and your schedule Uh, right in front of you like make sure that you can see them so um i actually have well i've got my social media calendar to my left i have my daily um or my weekly um planner which is a my goals goal digger planner i have that to my right and then up on my wall i've actually got a 12 month wall planner and i've also got a monthly um a monthly board that I map everything out that I need to do across the month. Um, and so that's everything from client work through to my own work through to um, expenses that are coming out, et cetera. Um, and then by extension, we've actually got a monthly whiteboard for the family in the kitchen as well with all of that kind of stuff in it as well, which of course has been kind of just empty <laughs> for the last <laughs> two months. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, that's, probably my biggest ones in terms of planning and organization. And then, um, because everybody is different. I say that there is actually no one, um, it's not a one size fits all approach. You need to find the system that works for you. So that would probably be my other, um, thing about setting up systems and processes is to make sure that you find something that works for you. Um, my level of organization is not going to work for somebody who's just starting out. It's not going to, um, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, Oh, actually my golden tip would actually probably be, um, and this one you can find on my Instagram is to just do three things a day. So three things a day, um, and make those three things to be One thing for your home, so whether that's doing the washing for the day, one thing for your business, whether that's replying to all of your emails and one thing for you. So you might have a cup of tea and read a book, sit down and watch Netflix while you have lunch. Just keep it simple. Try not to do all the things because that's when you're going to get seriously overwhelmed and just go, oh my God, I've had enough of this and just shut the computer and walk away. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's what I used to do, I am much much better now. At um, I would overcommit to people and be like, Yes, I can do that in this amount of time without thinking about it, and then realize that I did not have enough hours in that day, so the to do list would be huge. And I've since worked out, I followed your system again, and um, much much I'm I don't sit down now and go, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do all of that? I must admit that most days I don't get everything done. But I'm much more realistic
1: about my expectations as well, which is, I think, a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the th- like, I don't always get everything done. Um, you know, I mean, I. there are days where I'm just like, you know what, I just want to sit on my couch and watch Netflix all day. And I'll get to like sort of an hour or an hour and a half in and I'm like, oh, I feel so guilty. So then I'll get up. Um, and I'll do things, but you know, like everybody is human. We are all human and that's what it comes down to. Just giving yourself, giving yourself the the grace and the understanding that you uh, typically speaking as a woman, you are everything to everybody. And sometimes you just need to let that go and just be everything to yourself.
0: That's a very good, I like that. That's a really good, um, good point because we do always put ourselves at the bottom of the, um, you know, the, the list and mm-hmm. really we should be, we should be at the top. We should be, yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's that. Well, that's, I like that. I like that advice. Now, have you got any words of wisdom for anyone starting their own business? Because it's it's certainly a journey I and mean, you've you've had quite a journey to get where you are now. <laughs>
1: Um, so my thing would be don't skip out on the important things like your legals and your superannuation. I think that you should, if you can pay even, you know, $10 a week into your superannuation um, just from the get-go, um, Gig Super are an absolutely fabulous um super fund for self-employed people that is their that's their niche they don't do anything else um just super just super for self-employed people um it's all automated so you don't actually think about it and it's just you know i'm i'm going to assume that most of your listeners zoe are females in business and who so you know <clears throat> excuse me sorry um You know, so they've either taken time off from their careers, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, it doesn't matter what your career is, what your job is, um, and you are no longer earning super because you've started a family. Um, You know, women are, I I don't know what the statistics are, but, you know, we will often retire with a damn sight less Mm, than our husband, our male counterparts, um, you know there's a lot of stuff that gets left behind that that women get left behind in and super is one of them. So I think that when you're starting out in business, you might not be able to pay yourself a wage, but please, I do, I do urge you to find just even just a little bit of money to put towards your superannuation every month, um, every week because that will make a big difference down the track. Um, and similarly, Um, with your legals as well just make sure that not only you're covered but that you've got cover in place for your clients and all your customers as well Um, and and don't and and seek yeah so seek proper legal advice and proper financial advice when it comes to that.
0: It's probably the, the. Um, I'm glad you said the super thing because that's one of the big things that I try and instill in my clients and people that I'm talking to. Same yes. thing, like, you know, help out future you by by putting something into your super. But also, um, I think legals fall into the same category as bookkeeping and accounting, and it's usually yes. like bottom of the list. And, you know, as long as I'm getting that income generating, there's cash, cash in the bank, then we're okay. But then, it's the what-ifs and, you know, those, yep. those extreme circumstances that you don't foresee arising that you're going to get in trouble and it's going to cause issues bigger than what you can probably imagine.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, definitely, 100%. Um, I think I was, once I was really on track with May Day VA, the first thing that I outsourced was my bookkeeping. I was fairly on top of it to begin with, but I just, I knew that as I scaled I wasn't going to be able to keep up with it. And I wanted somebody who, who knew um, things better than what I did. Yeah. And, do and you don't need to be stressing.
0: Closed. You don't need to be stressing yourself out about things that no. it's just it's time saving for yourself and you can go back to your zone of genius and what you do best.
1: <laughs> Precisely. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh, well thank you so much for chatting with us with me today. Where can people find you to learn more about May VA and what you do?
1: Thanks so much, Zoe, for having me. I've loved being here. So you can find me on Instagram at MaydayVA. So that's MaydayVA. You can find me on the web, www.maydayva.com.au. I've also got a Facebook group, um, which is called, this is terrible, I can never remember. It's called the Organized Women in Business with MaydayVA. Organise Women in Business with Mayday VA. It's a free Facebook group. I have a free co-planning session every Sunday evening at eight o'clock Melbourne time where we just hop onto Zoom and we have give a quick rundown of how our week has been, what we are planning on doing. And then we just sit down with our microphones off um, and we plan our weeks. So we unmute ourselves if anybody's got any questions to ask and, um, and it's just a really great way to, um, you know, experience entrepreneurship um, from afar and and know that you're not alone.
0: Yeah. And then I guess you're putting it in like, because that's one of the things that I always forget to actually sit down and do, but if you've got that set, you know, eight o'clock every Sunday night, then you're forcing yourself to sort of do it. And it's fun exactly. because you're with other people.
1: Yep. That's right. And 90% of the time we're in our pajamas and we've either got like wine and chocolate or tea and chocolate or, you know, like something you know, something to, you know, help it go, go down. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I will link to all of those in the show notes so people can find you, but thank you again for joining me. I hope everyone has got some great tips about staying organized and being on top of it in business. Thank you so much, Holly.
1: Thanks again, Zoe. Bye everybody.
0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and I will see you again next week for another episode.